Welcome to Table Talk with Toddy, a podcast for millennials designed to motivate, inspire, and educate you on what it really takes to live a real life on purpose. This isn't your typical podcast. You can count on me to keep it real, funky, and relatable here on Table Talk with Toddy. Thank you for agreeing to come on as a guest on the podcast. This is my first season doing guests. And, of course, when I was thinking of people to bring on, you were like a no-brainer because you've got some amazing things going on. So congratulations with the relaunch of your What's Going On web show and blog, which I've kind of watched from the beginning. So it's really, Mm -hmm. really been exciting to see the transformation and all of the exciting interviews and things that you're doing with it. So congratulations to you. Thank um, you. You're welcome. So for all of my listeners listening, uh, you have never heard of Katrina Garn. She is like one of my millennial sisters. Like she, I remember when we first met, it was, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, you came to Greenville some years ago now it's been about three years and you came to do um an interview with me on my first book and right. that's when we first like met face to face but I think we met through social media right we did actually um a good associate of mine um introduced me to your your brand um through social media and then I started researching you and I was like wow who is this I need to learn more so the journalist in me just started, just kicked in, and I just started researching you, researching you, reached out to you, and then I think first you featured me on your Toddy, the original Toddy brand, the website. That you yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then I reached back out about me interviewing you for um, my, my YouTube web show. So, yeah. 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 It's been a right. while now. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like we've you know, kind of known each other for a while now. And I think right. what really attracted us to each other was the fact that we were both from South Carolina. Yeah. And, you know, you don't really hear too much women collaborating from South Carolina. It's kind of in the same type of industry, in the same world, um, right. being an entrepreneur, millennial entrepreneur. So I think that was one of the things that we that really attracted us to each other because, like you said, you I featured you first, and then you turned around and then wanted to interview me. And then we've kind of had this ongoing relationship for some time now. You know, I was a part of your first empowerment luncheon last year around the same yes. time, actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah, literally. It was, like, almost around this exact same time. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, when I, you know, like I said, when I was thinking of who to interview, I always want to make sure I'm interviewing people that are, are really amazing and that really can give us some insight on how it is really to be a millennial female entrepreneur. <laughs> so um, lately I've been watching you and I've noticed that you've kind of done this whole reinvention of Katrina and, like I said, your web show and blog, and you kind of revamped a lot of things that I think is super exciting and important as uh, business owners because, it's important to just continue to reinvent yourself and continue to bring new, fresh ideas to whatever it is that you're doing. 
um, so mm-hmm. that it doesn't, you know, turn out to be like blah. So before we get started, um, I want to do just like a quick introduction of, you know, your background a little bit, but then I also want to get some history from you. So to all of my listeners, Katrina, again, she's a millennial entrepreneur who graduated from Francis Marion University. So she has a BA in math communication. So her professional education isn't too far off from what she's actually doing now. Um, she's also the, the founder of Cold Storm Media, LLC, creator of What's Going On web show and blog, and she's one of the founding members of Mingle of the PZ, whose mission is to engage and enhance the role of diverse professionals and entrepreneurs in professional development, social networking, and civic engagement. And you've done really a tremendous job at keeping with that mission all of these years. Um, Katrina has also been awarded the Cheese Magazine Young Entrepreneur of the Year in 2014, and she's done some amazing things in the community, like collaborating with her. I think Florence is your hometown, right? Well, no, actually, it's where I went to college. Where you went to college. Okay, so mm-hmm. she's collaborated with the City of Florence Rec Department, providing local teams with free summer camps and introducing them to media and video production. So Katrina is very, very, very uh, active in the media entertainment world. And so I'm excited to have her here with us today. So I'm going to bring them up to speed a little bit on kind of where you are and why I brought you on the podcast. So Katrina recently relocated from Florence to Atlanta in hopes to expand her brand and really attract some new business opportunities. So tell us, Katrina, why did you find it necessary, outside of that broad statement, why did you find it super necessary to actually pick up and relocate to Atlanta, which is obviously a much bigger city than Florence? Right. So one of the first things, um, one of the things that's real big for me is vision boarding and planning um, and thinking ahead of how I can um, introduce my brand to different people, how I can make my brand grow, introduce my business to new people. So that was one of the things on my vision board, to move to Atlanta. So that was one of my long-term goals that I set about two years ago. And being that, that was one of the things on my board that I was really working hard to um, make sure that that, came, that, that that happened in a timely manner. I wanted to move because it's more opportunity here, number one. Um, and I think for a while I was scared to kind of step outside of my comfort zone. I had become kind of complacent being in Florence because I had accomplished so many things. Um, I had uh, tackled so many of my goals, but I wanted to take it a step further and, and to really – you know, immerse myself in um, the media world and just a larger city with just more opportunities, more people, more things for me to discover, if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you said something that I think is common, a common feeling, and that's, you know, becoming complacent. And once you kind of become like that it person, like in your local area, you, like you said, you get comfortable and you know you need to grow, but it's really making that final decision. Like, this is what I need to do to keep growing. And, right. you know, looking back at your history of how, you know, you were very active, especially in um, Mingle of the PD and with the local teenagers, 
So I feel like, you know, your move was not just important for your growth, but also important for those people that you left behind in Florence. Because right. when you grow, they grow because you're able to provide more value um, to those people who are influenced by you and the things that you've accomplished. So I do think when I saw the whole transition, I was like, yeah, you know, it is time for her to move. Because I always looked at you and I was like, dang, she's she's so gifted and talented and she's in Florence. Like, I wonder how that's working out for her. Right. And so it was, I you know, it was, yeah, it, it was, it was working out and I was doing a lot and I was reaching outside of uh, Florence, outside of South Carolina in general. Um, I was able to interview for my blog so many, you know, well-known celebrities and um, public figures, but at the same time, I wasn't there. Like when events was going on, I wasn't able to be there because I was in this, you know, small area and wasn't able to travel because of work and things like that. But now I'm here. So it's so many more, so much more that I'm able to do because I'm actually here instead of being on, I guess, the the outside looking in. So, yeah. Right, absolutely. And I think I'm kind of going through that same type of phase right now. Which I think I did things a little bit differently when I first, when I dropped out of school and I was living in Greenville, I went off to New York and lived there for a year and a half. And then, you know, I was back and forth to Atlanta when I did move back to Greenville, which, you know, is just like an hour and a half away. driving So, you know, now I'm back in my hometown and I feel like I'm suffocating. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not Because, you know, I've done so much and I've built a really great network outside of Charleston, but now it's like I'm in Charleston, and I know way more people outside of Charleston than I do in Charleston, which is right. kind of weird, and I'm just going to be completely honest. I kind of feel like because I've already gone off and accomplished so much, I feel like it's a lot of people that are kind of, and I don't know if this is a good word, kind of threatened by what I've accomplished, and they don't really want to work with me. You right. know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, it's yeah. like every time I try to, you know, maybe put something together or, for example, when I first moved back here, I knew the importance of community and I knew the importance of being around people with similar minds so that we could all contribute to each other's growth. So I had a dream, something on the vision board, of doing like a monthly like dinner with friends and something where, you know, I would reach out to some people that I saw, you know, really trying to step out and do really amazing things in their careers and just, you know, provide like an outlet for us to meet up, have some drinks, like in our comfort zone, and be able to, you know, throw ideas around, kind of like mastermind in a sense. And so Mm -hmm. we did that for maybe like six months, but then I started to notice that the people involved were just coming to have drinks. It wasn't anything outside of that. It was just another way to hang out. And I'm a goal-oriented person, so in my mind, I'm like, I got friends I can go drink with and party with. Like, I'm not (laughs) even here just to kick it. Like, okay, what are, like, let's make some moves. Like, let's feed off of ideas. So it kind of became like a burden to me because I felt like I was babysitting grown people. So I kind of just, like, cut it off because I was like, you know, my intentions were good, but the people have to really be all in for it and really be serious about their goals and accomplishing things. And I think and I believe we all need each other to keep moving. 
And mm-hmm. I wasn't getting that. It was becoming more, like I said, of a strain. So, um, you know, I, I'm kind of going through, I guess, before you made the final transition, I'm kind of going through that because right now I'm like, Lord, do I move again? Like, what, what am I going to do? Like, because I do have the network, but like you said, in order for me to continue to grow, I'm, I've kind of outgrown the place. Right. And I've tried to, you know, kind of, I guess, bring the people here along with the journey, but I don't think they get it. And right. I'm at a place in my career where I don't have time to really babysit anybody anymore. It's kind of like, you know, you either want it or you don't. So I'm right. in that state of contemplating, like, okay, do I move or do I just stay planted here for another year? So I'm just kind of going through that, I guess, that transition. So with that being said, can you give me some advice on, um, you know, what were your final what factors played into you making that final decision, that final, um, you know, making up your mind of, okay, this I'm going to make this move? Like, what, what things, what kind of mindset were you in? You know what, that's a really good question. And you know what, one of the things I had, um, the job that I got when I graduated from school, my position was director of communication, and I remember my boss sitting me down and kind of telling me, you've outgrown this position. You need to move on. Like, you, you're you doing so well. You have so much position, potential, excuse me. It's time for you to move on. And I'm just thinking to myself, is my boss really telling me this right now? And I'm thinking to myself, I know this is one of the things on my vision board. This is something that I've really been wanting to do. So I said, you know what, I'm going to take this step. And um, before I move, I kind of wanted to have uh, myself in a position where I could financially uh, be able to take care of myself now, be financially stable, meaning finding a job before I move. And um, the goal was to, at the beginning of the year, in January, by January, for me to move. And I have been applying for jobs. I have been um, networking with a few people that I had known in the area. I have just been moving forward with setting a few things up. And literally, in at the end of December, right before Christmas, I remember, I got a call from an organization, and they said, we wanted to try to catch you before the new year, before Christmas, so this can be a Christmas gift, and we want to offer you this position. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, wow. I have been, um, you know, planning for this and, you know, applying for positions, and I wanted to apply for the right position, and you know, a job that was in my field, I was really adamant about only working in a position that was in my field. I feel like I was just so immersed in uh, digital communications and marketing and all these things, and I just, that's what I wanted to do. I I couldn't see myself doing anything outside of that as far as a professional career, a nine-to-five, and that's what I got. I went after it, I pursued it, and that's what I got, and I moved. Like the beginning of the year, I started off by crossing, moving to Atlanta off my vision, my vision board, and now um, just about a year later, here I am. <laughs> and so many amazing wow. things. I'm so glad that I moved. So many amazing things have happened. Everything that I wanted to happen happened, plus a few things that I didn't want to happen that needed to happen happened since I moved here. So, right. yeah. Right. right. Wow. So it sounds like you – I mean, no transition is seamless, but it sounds like you made up your mind and 
you you did something that a lot of people are afraid to do and mm-hmm. you you set deadlines for yourself like this is what right. I got to do I got to find the position you knew you were clear you were yes. clear on what you wanted you said you wanted to work in your field you wanted you knew what you wanted to do and you made sure that you set deadlines for yourself too and I think we sometimes just go off of a whim, like, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to set a deadline yet. And that's, like, the quickest way to kill kill a goal is when you don't say, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it in this time frame. So you kind of right. hold yourself accountable. And I'm right. so big on accountability because we can set our mind to do anything, but setting your mm-hmm. mind is not enough. Like, you gotta you got to be so... Like, my mom calls it headstrong. Like, you, it's all or nothing. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it no matter what happens. And like you said, you know, some things happen that you didn't necessarily plan to happen, but they were necessary, I guess, for your growth, really. Mm-hmm. So um, do you think now you move to Atlanta, you're working, I'll say your dream job, because most people don't get to work in the field that they want to work in, especially, you know, where their degree is. So right. I'll say, you know, you're in Atlanta, so you're in a much bigger city, more opportunities, and you're really working your dream job and also still able to build your business, which is Cold Storm Media and, mm-hmm. um, you know, running your blog, what's going on. So now you're in Atlanta. Do you think that being in Atlanta and being influenced by all of the different cultures there, the different types of people that you didn't necessarily get exposed to in Florence, do you think that your decision to move influenced your desire to make over your entire brand? And if so, can you tell us how? I'm sorry, what was the end of the question? The question was, do you think that your decision to move to Atlanta and being around so many different types of people, do you think that's what influenced your desire to make over the blog and your company and just really Katrina Garns as a whole? Do you think did that move? Did, did that move influence you to make that oh, takeover yes. for your brand? Oh yes, definitely. Because you have to think about it. Being that I have become so complacent in you know that small town, which I love Florence because I, you know everything I learned was there in Florence when I was in college after I graduated. But you have to think about it. I'm coming to a a, a way bigger market, um, a, a bigger city. Um, with a lot of people trying to do the same exact things that I'm doing, whereas in the small town that I previously was in, it wasn't many people trying to do it, if any people at all, I guess, the way that I was doing it. So, yes, it definitely did influence me. I had to step it up a notch. <laughs> I mean, just plain and simple, I had to step everything up. I had to step myself up. I had to step my, my website or my, my blog up. I had to step my business up, just the overall way that I was branding myself, that I was marketing myself. Granted, I was able to use a lot of the skills and things that I had um, been able to develop and establish in Florence when I moved here. I think, like, maybe the second month that I was here, I I booked my first speaking engagement, um, speaking at um, a high school here in Atlanta. So I, I spoke to probably over 100 students. And, you know, I was able to do a lot of amazing things, cover a lot of events, do a lot of things, but I'm like, okay, I'm doing all these things. How, you know, when people are introduced to my brand digitally, what are they seeing? Like, is it, does it look professional? Is it, you know, up to caliber? Like, I just had to redevelop everything that I was doing. And another thing that I had to redevelop was, I guess, uh, how I 
was uh, being more hands-on as far as my brand because I was, you know, I'm versed in a lot of things, but I wasn't as hands-on as I needed to be as far as the branding. I was just giving everything to my designer to do, and I noticed that once I became more hands-on, then everything started changing. So, yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So about how long did it take you once you decided that you had to pretty much, being in Atlanta provoke you to kind of level your ish up pretty much. That's what it sounds like. You know, like when you get in the pool with the big dogs, now you got to swim with them. And so you got to make sure that everything is as almost close to perfect as possible. So Mm -hmm. since you had to pretty much rebrand everything, and like you said, you had to get more involved with, the smaller details of things. About how right. long did it take you to do all of that? Hmm. So I started with Coach Storm Media first, and I did. We did the web page over. We did a new logo. Um, we did a new um color scheme. We everything like from scratch. Really, yeah, from scratch. Like I, my services that I offered. Like so, basically, I started completely from the beginning with Coach Storm Media. So that took about two months to do to do that and um for what's going on it took about the same time two months i didn't do the two things that this, i didn't do cold storm media and what's going on at the same time but each thing it took about two months two to three months to kind of complete everything to it to an entirety okay that's not too bad i guess considering mm-hmm. you started from really you kind of went back to the drama board. So mm-hmm. I know that it was probably, like, kind of kind of challenging to really kind of switch things up. Like you said, you had to get rid of the old logo, the old website. You know, and when mm-hmm. you first do stuff like that, you're, like, really proud of it. So it's like when right. you're trying to give it a makeover, it's, it's almost like separation anxiety between, like, mom and child. So mm-hmm. did you have, like, a team of people – around you um, that kind of helped make that transition easier? Because I noticed, and I'll say this, and this kind of goes into my next question. I noticed, mm-hmm. like, as you were going through your transition, like, on Snapchat, because, I mean, on Snapchat, we kind of, we're kind of, like, different people than we are on Facebook, you know? Right. So we kind of <laughs> get a little more um, raw and real on Snapchat right. than Facebook. So mm-hmm. I noticed a lot during your transition that you cut a lot of people off. And I yes. think that I think that is what causes a lot of us millennials to stay stuck because we think that when we move on, we're supposed to continue to take the same mess and drama and, and just nonsense with us. And I feel like when you started doing, like, that shedding of toxic people, that's when, like, I started seeing, like, every day you were, you like, you were cl- getting closer and closer to your remarks, like, I started to really see, like, the reinvention because you would always, you know, kind of share, like, just little, like, hints of you, like, cutting people off. But I also noticed another thing. You kept Abigail really close the whole time. So Mm -hmm. my question is, do you think it's important to have that one or two people that get your vision and that can help you to carry it out? Because I, Abigail, like, she's interviewed me before, and I, I just know from being around her the few times I had that she's got the best spirit you could ever find in a girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. And 
she's also very hands-on with your brand. So when right. it comes to friends and your circle of people, I call it your like your your inner circle. What mm-hmm. do you have to share with us about the importance of having a strong support system and inner circle when you're going through this type of transition? You know what? That is a really really good question, and and that's a really really uh good observation um, that you made uh, as far as my Snapchat. <laughs> Just not. I mean, it's something that's happening to me. And it's so funny that you actually saw it happening. I mean, of course, I knew it was happening, but just for you to say it, that's very interesting and very good question. So, yeah, so I actually, you know, as I moved the transition from me moving to Florence to Atlanta, I was actually going through a transition with my personal life at the same time. And I think that I had to shed a lot of people in order for me to grow. And I noticed as I started um, dropping certain people from my life, like things started more, doors started opening, less stress, less anxiety, and just more opportunity. I just think that you, it's certain people in your life that can't go with you as you progress. And like you said, it's certain people in your life that you should have in your life, like people like Abigail. She's one of my accountability partners, and, you know, she holds me accountable. If I have to have something done, um, she's right there holding me accountable, reminding me to get it done, and I'm right there guiding her through anything that she's going through. And I've noticed that the people that remained in my life outside of family are people that um, are business-oriented and that I have the same views about or people that have some type of hand in the things that I'm doing. Because any of my friends, any of my family, they can tell you right now that Seven days a week, Trina's working on her brand. She's working on her business. Really cliche, I know, but it's no days off with me. That's all I'm doing. Um, constantly, seven days a week. Right before I got on the call with you, I just hopped off a conference call with my client. It's no days off. I feel like um, I'm young, and right now I'm really focused on on my business and my brand. So that's really all I I have time for my, I don't want to say my social life is non-existent, but you'll notice that anybody who's in my life as far as friends, um, outside of family, they're, they have some type of involvement in my businesses or my brands or something like that. Yeah, so Abigail, she's definitely a keeper. I love her. She's a smart girl, my accountability partner. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think that, you know, I think that's important, and I, I can relate when you say, you know, it's no days off for you. And, I mean, you follow me on Snapchat. I'm always working. Like, you are. Sometimes people are like, do you ever have fun? And I'm like, this is fun to me. And right. I think it's when so you're <laughs> this is fun to me. Like, I'd much rather a Friday night at home working on my next level than to be out BSing around and spending money that I don't need to be spending because I need to reinvest it in my business. You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, it's all about, like, you individually. Like, how strong of a person are you? I know, like, I know mentally I'm able to juggle the both. I just choose not to. And I think it goes back to decision, like, how hungry are you? And like you said, you live in Atlanta, and Atlanta is so fast-paced. Like, if you are in the industry you're in, you better stay on top of things unless you're going to drown and nobody's going to give a damn about you. Like, that's just keeping it real. 
And I feel like the people that are looking from the outside, and when I say people, I mean, like, a lot of family, because we both come from South Carolina, Katrina, and and I could be wrong. I just feel like it's a mindset here that is just so toxic if you're not careful you'll just mm-hmm. kind of stay running in the same circle and you'll never right. get out of that circle. Right. You know, right. and for me, and I guess I'm glad that I've been exposed to life outside of South Carolina because now I'm not easily influenced. Like I know what my goals are and there's nothing you could do. There's no cookout or no drink party or no BS that's going to deter me from what it is that I need to be doing. But mm-hmm. I'll say on the flip side of that, sometimes, I feel like, you know, because, like, for example, I use my sister. And I don't even care if she gets mad if I'm talking about this because she probably not <laughs> even listening anyway. <laughs> but my sister, she's two years younger than I am. But the girl is so gifted when it comes to video or anything, like, electronic. Like, she could turn a camera on and make some amazing things happen. But it's like... Every time I give her an idea, like, okay, you know, if you come and help me do this, like, this could be exposure for you. Like, it sometimes feels like with family, like, you see their potential and you see the contribution that they can make to what you're doing and it benefits them, but then they just don't get it. So it can be frustrating. So I'm at a place now with that where, you know, I, let me see, do I have an Abigail in my life? Mm. I guess I do in a lot of different ways, but, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think I've yet to find that, like, Abigail. Like, you know, I think everybody needs an Abigail. And she's going to laugh when she hears this. But everybody right. needs an Abigail who's not, you know, you can tell she genuinely wants to see you grow. She is so hands-on, and she's also a good girlfriend. So, like, you kind of get the best of all worlds with her. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that as millennials we all strive for because everybody is – it's almost like a dog-eat-dog world out here. And you it just is. can't trust everybody. And so I you think can't. the fact that you, you can't – you made that transition. Now, Abby doesn't live in Atlanta, does she? And the crazy thing is about six months ago <laughs> she just moved to Atlanta without telling me or anything. I'm like, surprising me. What? I'm like, what? So, yeah, oh my so God. we moved here, it was like, oh, my God, thank you, like, Lord, you've been hearing all my prayers because it's one thing wow. being here, but it is another thing when you have someone working with you and you can build a team with someone, it's just another person that's more hands-on in your brand that can do more things. So I was so excited when I found out that she was moving here. So we meet. Um, regularly now, we're able to get more done, and it's it's just been amazing, yeah. Wow, that's awesome, Katrina. Like, I'm so excited. Like I said, I've been watching from the beginning, and to see the transition that you've made, and and you make it look so effortless. Like, I'm not even, I know it's a lot harder than what it really is, because you have those days where you're like, did I make the right decision? But can you give us a few, like, practical tips for anybody, and I guess this is for me too, somebody that's like maybe feeling like it is time to physically move and physically reposition yourself so that you can grow in business and in life, could you give us just maybe one or two tips for somebody that is struggling with making that decision? Mm-hmm. Um, You know what? I would just say, um, I guess for me, like I said, I just, had to look 
look at your look at your life, look at your career, look which look where you are. If you feel like you've become too complacent, if you feel like you have done all you can do at that particular moment, then it's time to move on because you don't wanna you don't wanna procrastinate, you don't wanna wanna waste time. And I think I said on my social media not so long ago, you only live once. Why not live a life where you can pursue the things that you really wanna do? You know what I mean? Like to its fullest potential. So if you feel like you've become complacent and you feel like at that particular moment that you've done all you can do in that particular area, in that particular place, it's time to move on. Don't procrastinate another day. Don't don't waste any more time because you only live once. Just, you know, and I'm just really passionate and really thorough about people living their lives to the fullest. And I guess it's just from my family, having it in my ear, from my family, just about living life. And pursuing things, and I know if people saw my video that I put out, and how my uncle always used to keep in my ear and tell me that it's two types of people in this world: those who watch things happen, watch things happen, and those who make things happen. And I remember him having that tape to his car, and that's just been visually in my head, in my ear since I've been a little girl. And um, I just always knew what I wanted to do. And once I felt like I was becoming too complacent, I knew personally for me that it was time for me to go. So as soon as you get that, uh, whatever that moment is for you that's telling you, okay, I've done it all, then go ahead and move and leave and, and, and just chase your dreams, do as much as you can do. And okay. That's some good good sound advice. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it goes back to making a decision and, and really not for those people that don't have that uncle like you do or, you know, for me, it's my mom and my dad, like, you know, I, I realize a lot of people don't have that, you know, mm-hmm. that support system or those motiv- motivating people that should be in their lives. They don't have it. So I say it all goes back to a couple of things you just said. You know, you got one life to live, and like your uncle said, there are two people in this world, the, the one that watch things happen and the ones that make things happen. And I don't ever want to just be sitting on the sidelines watching everybody around me thrive and flourish, you know, I want to continue to make good strides. And I do feel like your physical location definitely plays a major part in, you know, how much we accomplish in life. And so, you know, again, congratulations for, like, moving. And like I said, I watched the whole transition, so I knew Mm -hmm. I had to get you on here. And I just did an interview with my mom who – is starting her whole life over at 59 years old. And, you know, she kind of shared, like, how she's had to physically pick up and relocate, you know, multiple times, you know, for her sanity and for her to keep growing. And how important it is, you know, people look at starting over as a bad thing, but how starting over is really a blessing if you approach it the right way. So I knew after talking to her, you know, it's just kind of funny how God works things out because I really didn't literally plan to have you right after her, but mm-hmm. that's just kind of how it happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think, you know, that we're at the beginning of a new year. It's important. I think a lot of people are going through transition, and mm-hmm. it's good to see somebody so young making that demonstration for us. So, you know, right. thank you for that. But um, I want to play a quick game. Something that I'm I'm trying out now for the first time. I noticed that you're one of the founders of Mingle of the PD. So I was looking at the acronyms for the word, and uh, my North M is for minorities, 
I is for involved in, N is for networking, G is for growth, L is for leadership, and E is for empowerment. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to call out each of these words, and I want you to spit out the very first word that comes to mind when you hear these words. So let me know when you're ready, and I'm going to go. Oh, okay. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. Okay. Minorities. Um. So what do you mean? Let me see. Let me see. So what is the so when I word? say like minorities, think what is the very first word that comes to mind when I say my, minority? Okay. Okay. Like for me, it's black because when I hear minorities, I automatically think about black people. For some That's what I wanted to say, but I'm like, am I supposed to? Okay, so let's start over. Okay. What's the first word you think of when you hear the word minority? I think of um, African Americans. Okay. What's the first word did you think of when you hear the word involved? I think of community. Okay. That's good. What's the first word that you think of when you hear networking? I think of, hmm, that's a good one. The first word I think of when I think of networking, I think of, let's just say marketing. Marketing? Okay. First thing you think about when you hear the word growth? Development. Okay. Leadership. Um, I think of, hmm. <laughs> Harder than you think, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is kind of hard. Leadership. Um, can I say empowering, even though that? <laughs> That's like totally the next word, Katrina. <laughs> Obama. I think of Obama. Okay, there you go. There you go. Okay, what about empowerment? What's the first thing you think about when you hear empowerment? I think about, I just, for some reason, I just want to say youth. Youth? Okay, that's good. So you gave some good answers. I know it kind of makes you, it's like a, a brain uh, twister. It kind of makes you think a little in depth. But I just thought right. I was looking at the, um, the, the word mingle and which it stands for and I think it's powerful you know what it stands for and so I wanted to see like what else comes to mind when you think of those words individually so that was pretty good you did a good job even though you probably <laughs> did a good job but um so you know that's pretty much our interview I like I said I had to have you on like first because I watched your transition and I think a lot of people are going through kind of similar situations, myself included. So I wanted to get some real-life, firsthand feedback on how you did it, why you did it, and, you know, how you're moving forward now. So can you tell us what's next for you, um, the blog, Cold Storm Media? Let us know what's next for you this year. Okay, so, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons that I – so the blog has turned it more – the blog and the web show has turned into more of a just media outlet in, in a whole and with you know I love my um, I love media and I love all things news but you know it, it, it's so hard like 
deciphering through all of the chaos and the gossip and everything. So I just wanted to provide a media outlet where um, us millennials can grow, millennials interested in business, millennials um, who are goal-oriented, goal-oriented, just giving advice and life hacks and different things. So you'll see, like, a plethora of things on the website. So just the average millennial can just go and search for everyday things, um, you know, how to land the perfect job, how to market their new business, hearing stories from people all over the world. And that's why one of my first featured interviews was with Allegra, who is a media powerhouse in South Africa and who manages some of the the biggest names that you can think of. And I just didn't want to limit my blog just to or the website just to um, things that are here. I wanted it to be global. I wanted to feature people from all over the world, and that's exactly what I'm doing now. So you can just see, expect to see some amazing interviews, um, some amazing content, and one of the things also that you'll see is it's not just me anymore. Um, so you'll have uh, guest bloggers here and there, so well-known known people um, contributing content to the blog, and just everyday people contributing content because I wanted it to be a place for everyone. I wanted to build a community. So if you're interested in contributing to to the blog in some type of way, just know that thousands of people from all over the world will be able to hear your your stories and see your content, and you'll be able to reach people everywhere. So that's, you know, that as far as the the media outlet, what's going on, that's what you can expect. As far as Cold Storm Media, we just have been expanding um, everything. Like I said, we totally rebranded the companies, so – Nonprofits and and small businesses are our focus. So we do everything from branding to com- for companies and nonprofits to uh, marketing, digitally digital marketing, um, website, graphic design, you name it. Anything that you need to brand or market your company or organization, um, we do it. Um, one of the things that I'm really trying to push that we've been doing is the the, the, in, the in-house classes for companies and organizations. So maybe you don't want to pay a company to market you and to promote you ongoing. Bring us in and allow us to teach classes for your employees in your particular company or organization. That's one of the biggest things and the newest things that we're we're doing now. But and it just, as far from me, I'm just trying to, you know, build my audience, build my followers, help people all across the world. I get messages all day, every day, just from people from my hometown, people from, you know, small towns just asking me questions about how I did it, you know, um, some of the steps that I've, I've taken. And that's what I want to do. My, my biggest goal is what's the use of having a talent? If you can't share it with other people, what's the use of having a talent if you can't help other people? A lot of the things that I've done and a lot of the things that motivate me, you know, aren't aren't for self but, but for others. So the biggest thing is just, you know, helping other people. So that's what you can expect from me. Okay, awesome. You said a lot right there. You said that there's no sense in having talent if you don't share it with other people. And I think that's important, super major key, because 
millennials have this stigma that we're all for self. Like, we're all right. for self. It's, it's right. Everything we do is to benefit ourselves. And I always tell people, like, honestly, if I had to break everything down, I don't want any of this success just for me. Like, I my main goal in the next three to four years is to be able to financially care for both parents, meaning they will right. never have to work nine to five again. That's my if anybody asks my why, that is why. On top of that is the feeling that you get when you said getting those messages. It does more for you than any amount of money could ever do. When you see that your decisions and your actions are playing out in other people's lives and right. and allowing them to want to have that want and desire to change their lives, that means mm-hmm. so much. Like, and some people ignore those things, but those are, like, the real, they think that you're motivating them, but it's really motivation for you. And that's, right. like, one of the feelings. And I think that's what is going to set, you know, me, you, and everybody else that has those feelings apart and will allow us to reach the ultimate level of success. So I'm excited to see what you're going to do next and, you know, the the new blog site, um, what's going on. It's so easy to read, so clean, and and just easy to navigate. So mm-hmm. I know it's going to be that one-stop shop for millennials. I'm I'm confident in that. So thank you again, Katrina, for spending some time with me today and giving us a little bit of your personal biz naive. And um, <laughs> who says that in Atlanta? What's his name again? Gosh, I haven't seen him in a while. Off Love and Hip Hop. Um, scrappy. But anyway, <laughs> that's why you better reinvent yourself. You see how I forgot his name already since he had five TV? Exactly. So, um, you know, shout out to you. Congratulations. And one last thing, let us know how we can keep in contact with you, what's going on, Cold Storm Media. Give us all your social media handles and all that good stuff. Okay, so as far as myself, it's at Katrina Garns on all social media outlets. So K A T R I N A G A R N E S. And um, KatrinaGarns.com, you'll be able to find out all about me, um, my company. So that's KatrinaGarns.com. And to find out more about what's going on, you can visit us online at Tell What's Going On dot com and that tell what's going on dot com. So whether you're a writer, whether you're a millennial, whether you're a person who just wants more information, visit us online at tell what's going on dot com to be the first to know what's going on. And it's so weird being on the other side of the interview. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, okay, I'm used to being the one asking the questions and I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, this was fun. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So this is, I guess, new beginnings for us all because I'm normally the one getting interviewed, and now I'm interviewing people. So listen, girl, life was all about transition and trying new things, and I think I'm going to like this interview thing because I'm naturally an inquisitive person. Like, I'm, I'm that girl that's going to ask you why for every little thing. So right. I think that this is a chance for me to grow and, um, you know, have a different dimension in 
my brand and what it is that I bring to the table. So I'm thankful that you came on. Thank you guys for listening to episode 14 of Table Talk with Toddy. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I will talk to you guys in episode 15. This episode is brought to you by TheMotivationMaven.com, your one-stop shop for all things motivation. To learn more about advertising on Table Talk with Toddy, email info at thetoddybrand.com.